Welcome to Boca de Gallo, the spiciest anime podcast on the internet. Louis Caliente. Oh yeah, get as far back from the mic as you can on that <laughs> yep. boy Caliente. Yep. Make it sound like you're in a different zip code from me. Yes. Welcome everyone. This is the special... Holy shit, the hosts are busy, and so it's easier for us to do movies than it is to do shows. Yeah, we, we definitely... Episode or series. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of the series. Uh, we definitely didn't have an anime plan to do, and then went, oh, we neither of us have time to do it. What if we just watched a quick movie and did an episode on it? Which works really well, honestly. It's yeah. much less of a time commitment for yeah. us. Plus, it's like it's like nice to like consume the whole thing like together because yeah. we can kind of talk about it when we're doing it. And like our movie episodes get the most views. Yeah, actually, yeah, oh, that's good to hear. I think because it's easier for people to like, so they can wa- watch the movie too. Yeah, they can watch it and then come to us uh, and get a review quick versus like watching something that's got a couple of seasons. Yeah, I think it might be a little daunting for people yeah. to be like, oh, in order to appreciate this, I need to, like, slog through a 22-episode show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, if it keeps going like this, maybe we'll keep on doing more movies. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be super chill. But, anyways, as the uh, title suggests, let's uh, get into what we're talking about, which is yeah. Redline. Ooh, boy, howdy. This is... Uh... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what we always what one of us always does in every episode, which is completely spoil our opinion <laughs> right at the st- right at the top. This is in fact my favorite anime movie. Is like, it like like period? Granted, I have not watched a whole <clears throat> slew of anime movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna like, say I've, you are in competition against Lelouch of the Resurrection. Yeah, and. What, didn't we, what was the... Your, your name. Your name, yeah. I was trying to remember. Which is uh, phenomenal and is, is my favorite. Is, is very, very good and a close <clears throat> second to this one for But me. I could see why this one takes a special place <laughs> in your heart. It's, it's just so exactly what I like in anime. <laughs> yeah, no. But, that's actually true. It's like exactly it's up your street. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So. so, Redline is a movie that takes place in the near... Nope, not near. Not near, not near at all. <laughs> very in not the, near. In the, like, Omega Distant future. Think, like, uh, Cowboy Bebop future, where, like, everyone's living in space and it's aliens and people in a kind of, like, grungy Star Wars-esque universe where, uh, when I say Star Wars-esque, I just refer to, like, the level of grunge. Every planet is just kind of, like, uh, crime, no regulations. Yeah. Everything's, like, dirty and... Uh, rampant gambling and drinking and yeah. hookers and yada yada so on and yeah. so forth. Everywhere so, is everywhere is a, a backwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everywhere is a backwater cesspool and, of crime. Yeah, as exactly. I can't correct. remember the entire line. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> the main entertainment for these people is racing, and it all and uh, and a bunch of these people go in uh, super complex death races, all trying to qualify for red line, which is. The super death race of all death races, where you compete for, like, all the money and all the props and, like, billions of dollars exchange hands and bets, and it's just, it's it's the biggest thing in the universe to prove that you're the hottest shit out there and that you could just get, like, and, and, and you get, like, enough money to just live happily forever for the rest of your life. Yep. That, that is that is a valid description of Redline. It's, it's just kind of like... Because at one point they're talking about how like every sat... 98% of satellites in the universe are currently like streaming yeah, Redline. Yeah, like, this is like the Super Bowl to like 11. Yeah. Or, or, or 100. If, if you took the Super Bowl, uh, whatever the baseball one is... <laughs> and the World Cup, and you mashed them all together. Whatever and put the it in baseball space. one is, is the, the the World, World Series. Series. There yeah. it is. The World Series that takes place in exclusively America. Okay, yep. I don't. I so don't, it's the America America's Series. pastime, but not mine. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but have you thought about that? It's the World Series, but it's only American teams. That's a good point. I we mean, never like baseball's huge in Japan. Yeah, I was gonna Japan say that's, really that's fucks the, with baseball. That's the other country that's like really about it. I thought. Uh, th- that's the one that I know of. Pardon other countries who don't listen to us. But yeah, right. Anyways, but yeah, I I wonder about that. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you either can't everywhere. Or baseball. That's it. That's the, those are the two pastimes. So the movie 
uh, focuses around one guy named JP, and he is a uh, human. He is a human racer who is damn good at what he does. Uh, this is implied heavily in the movie, even though we don't really see mm. him race a ton. But it's kind of it's kind of put up that like he is a uh, he's like the uh, quiet badass, but he's still amazing at racing. Could beat everyone if he wanted to. Imagine, imagine, uh, and you might get a kick out of this, a a happy medium between the coolness of Spike from Cowboy Bebop and the complete wackiness of uh, Vash the Stampede. Is it Vash yeah, yeah, from yeah. Trigun? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like he he's got these moments where he's like super smooth. And then other times he's just like, I'm a wacky zany character. That's like, a, it's yeah. absolutely what he is. Yeah. And so he is competing in a in one of the qualifying races for Red Line called Yellow Line. And uh, he is driving a uh, like the least impressive car. Everyone else is these like Omega space mobiles that have like yeah. missile launchers and all this kind of stuff. And he's driving a what? Yeah, he's driving a 2000 Trans Am. <laughs> he's driving he's, he's driving a, a souped-up Trans Am. Yeah, he's got, he's got a, a real-ass Trans Am yep. with just a bigger engine in it and some fancy super space NOS. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, and super space NOS. That's exactly what it is. So so it's it's proven that this guy, JP, uh, he, he wants to win, but he has some shady... He has some shady mob connections yep. and stuff that want him to throw the race, but due to a series of uh, circumstances and other people backing out from Red Line itself, despite him losing the Yellow Line race due to uh, his mob connection actually exploding his car at the last second, he is still chosen to qualify for Red Line, and he gets to compete in this super amazing space race on this planet named Robo World. Robo World. And uh, this is basically uh, super space militia there uh, who are upset that their world and g- galaxy is being like tainted by by these hooligans and these illegal and these illegal racers. Yeah, their their logo is actually extremely similar to the SS logo and I don't think that's a it's probably it's, not a coincidence. It's probably not a coincidence. I mean, they're just they're they're just robo space Nazis. Yeah, yeah, basically. They they hate refugees. <clears throat> yep, they, yep. They hate the fact that there's racers on their moon. They hate fun. Yep. They just do. You're just like super like order and discipline yeah. and you know yeah, like <clears throat> all, all, all all that kind of shit. So red line happens and JP meets cute girl who they and they end up teaming up together and they race and it's just like nuts to butts action and there's explosions and giant like uh biological weapon creatures shooting laser beams named funky Funky boy Boy. oh that's the best part like this this movie super does not take itself seriously no there's not a serious bone in its body yeah at at one point there's a there's a like a they call it a bioweapon but it's just this like big like goopy uh, emulsion creature Mm -hmm. uh, that spawns and makes screeching noises and blows things up. Uh, And it's super amazing and cool looking, but like they call it Funky Boy, which just makes it super funny (laughs) when like, oh look, it's Funky Boy. He's destroying everything. Mountains. (laughs) Not Funky Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So all that happens and it's just a giant spectacle, and uh, JP and respective sexy girl end up winning the race together, and they smooch, and then the movie ends, and there's no resolution, but it's just a giant show, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, uh, the best way I can describe this show, for anyone who hasn't seen it before, is just action. It's just, it's like... Mad Max and uh, I, I don't know like vomits of color and like every fight scene from Naruto and just just every just anime over the topness and yeah just uh, just imagine just nuts like, to butts action the entire way from start to finish imagine somehow combining 
the pod racing scene from Star Wars, the uh, Mad Max the entire movie, but well, all of them, <laughs> both of that, all all the all of it, but both of those two things with the color palette of like. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it. it's just like this crazy... And the over-the-topness of JoJo's. Yeah, it's this crazy, like, neon, um, like, assault on your senses. Yeah, almost. yeah. Like, every, every scene, like, you could pause and, like, all the background characters are, like, different aliens and they're all moving and they're all doing things and, like, every screen you look at has, like, a hundred different things going on on it. This movie is just like jack in and hold on because you're in for a wild yeah. ass ride. And I liked I liked the way that you described it when we were watching it, which was as a dumbbell. Yeah. Because uh, you have yellow line up front, which is all crazy and stuff. Because uh, it's the race. Mm-hmm. The race scenes are really like aggressively visual. Um, and then the middle section is more like plot and setting up Robo World and getting ready for Red Line. And then Red Line is the big climactic finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So picture just like. Like a dumbbell of just like giant, a uh, giant thing on one side, which is which is the first race, a a bar which just gets you to the second side, which is another, possibly even bigger. It's a terribly built dumbbell. Yeah, yeah. One side <laughs> is much larger. Than yeah, the other. much 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 larger. <laughs> but uh, again, this does not take itself seriously at all, which is fun. It's fun to see that, especially. In a bite-sized chunk like this, because I could see if this was like a full show, it just getting up to be a little. Much. Oh yeah, this movie. I don't think like it's what an hour forty-five, hour fifty, hour forty. Yeah, yeah, hour forty. I don't even think. I think I would have gotten tired of it if it would have been two hours. Long. Yeah, yeah. Like it was truly like the perfect length to yeah, be what it is. I agree. Um, it, but, it it really couldn't have been any longer and like made its point. Absolutely. So, for example, there are some things in it that, like, if they had used it as consistent plot mechanisms, would have just made me, like, uh, would have really started to grade after a while. For example, mm-hmm. uh, th- the thing about JP's car is that he doesn't use weapons. He doesn't believe in, ki- in trying to kill other people in a race, even though this is a death race. So, you know, you know, goody-goody protagonist, even though he's a, he's a badass with, with the sense of morals, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But what he does have that's special about his car that is kind of his, like, uh, provides the spikes in the action are little gold nitro pills, which I call anime bullshit pills. Yep. Which is whenever he inserts one into his engine, he gains the power of anime bullshit, and he can break <laughs> the laws of physics yeah. for the time that it's in there. It's It's, I mean... You could just imagine, like, the the creators of the show watched the the NOS scenes from uh, Need for Speed, like, when they would they would use their NOS and, like, suddenly go a lot faster and stuff. Um, this, this movie looked at those and said, like, what if, but way more. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, JP has to cross... Like a body of water at one point, and and of course his car doesn't float. It's a it's a Trans Am. It's a car. It's a it's a car. Cars don't swim. Michael Spear, twenty twenty. Cars, cars don't, swim. don't swim. So what does he do? He he uh, hard drifts his car, pops in a nitrous pill, and spins his car in a circle so fast he skips like a motherfucking stone. Across the lake. Just ding, ding, ding. He bounces <laughs> off the wall to flip his car upside down and then skips it across the water because it's spinning and so fast. Urkel is just staring at me with this shit-eating grin <laughs> on his face. I had... As my mouth is hanging open. <laughs> and I... I've never seen something <laughs> quite like it in my life. It I... was insane. <laughs> I had seen the movie before we watched it together. So, like, there were so many scenes where I was just like, oh, here it comes. Oh, he's, he's going to freak out. Here we go. Oh, my God. I've never, I've never had an anime ask me to believe something so fucking ridiculous in my life before. And I've, I've watched some bullshit in my life. But that was just like, what the show was like, here, for your... For your viewing pleasure, <laughs> we have a man pulling like 
50 G's. Thousand. <laughs> circular G's, too. Yeah. Which are <laughs> worse, I think? I, I don't um, remember. So, I... Well, it depends on, it depends on where the blood's going. So, yeah. so currently, he's upside down. And, yep. and uh, centripetal force... Because he's spinning... Let's try to fit... Yeah, no, no. We fucking science this yeah, right now. Right, right, right. Okay, so he's upside down. And, so the blood, and, 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 and he's head. spinning around. Okay. In, but, but he's in the middle. So he's not getting the centrifugal force. So so if we picture him like America round. He's in, mm-hmm. the, he's in the middle of America so round. So, like... so he is... So he's actually technically pulling less Gs, but that's if it was a circle. He is still... He has to be spinning fast enough to go over the water. So he's going at like... How fast does a car need to go to bounce on the water? <laughs> I okay, uh, Google. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Please comment. Oh God, we got we got multiple Google Homes down here. Oh, you do. We oh. do actually. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so let's. Okay, I think the map. Okay, I ran the numbers. I ran the numbers. <laughs> yeah. I ran the numbers. Jump. Up. And uh, and, and the final total is. Is about a shit ton. It'd be, yeah, a, it'd be a lot of G's. Roughly like, uh, about a roughly a metric shit ton. Yeah. Not an imperial. No, one. absolutely. No, no, not. no, no, no. This is just like one single shit ton. It's science. I mean, you don't need no, yeah, yeah, imperial yeah. units for science. A- exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, moral story is he'd be dead. Yeah, he would. Th- there's no way he he lives to that. But he just pops right back up and just doop a doop a doo just keeps on racing. It's. That it that that's the one that sticks out in my mind, but there are so many, like, over the top, insane, ridiculous, like Final Fantasy suplex a train type of like, <laughs> just like bullshit things yeah. in there, and yeah. it's uh, it's it's just uh, dessert. If some shows you that's... gotta have your so, so, some shows you, you got your main course and you got. It, 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 Paired with like a nice little dessert and a wine pairing, where it's not that any parts bad, but we have like little parts to complement each other, and it all forms just one complex entity of a show. What we have here is like uh, two saltine crackers in between two three-layer chocolate cakes (laughs) 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 of like just the richest fucking thing. Followed by the space mafia is after us, and what if we're in a in a fish restaurant where they eat fish? Followed by <laughs> holy fuck shit, this is the richest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that's and I know we keep emphasizing how just big it is, but that's but that kind of like boils down the show. If you threw the show in a saucepan and just boiled it down, it's just. In amazing action. It's not trying to tell you anything. There is no lesson. Yeah. There really aren't themes that the, I picked up on on one watch. Maybe Urkel, you picked up on something. Not really. I mean, the what with the with the whole plot, the loose plot of this show. Uh, all you really need to know is uh, is that JP he loves racing. He's got a good friend that's his mechanic that got involved with the mod mob to get. Get him a better car, and they've been just with the mob for a while, and that's that's like the whole plot. Yeah. And then he he goes against the mob and wins the race and kills the mob. Like so that's just the old man who gums cocaine. Yes. Oh, the best. Not the best character. The worst <laughs> character uh, is the mob boss. Who the first scene you see him is literally like aggressively gumming cocaine. As he's talking <laughs> to the mechanic, and then the second time you see him, he has a pair of beautiful women gumming <laughs> him cocaine in the middle of a conversation. So he's like talking, and you can see, like, because of the over the top nature of the show, like they're stretching his yeah, lips. Yeah, his and mouth is like, like rubber banding him yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, they're stretching him out to like shove more cocaine mm-hmm. into his mouth. Uh, Should we hit a couple show details? Forgot to do this in the beginning, but now seems like as good a time as any. Uh, This show... Now, this movie was released in 2009. You can find it for free on YouTube as of this recording, which is uh, February 29th. Leap year day. Woo! Woo Woohoo! That year did surely... What? Don't (laughs) Don't worry about it. Just quitting that one? Solid. I'm giving up on that So... 
Yeah, 2009 film made by, uh, I think, our favorite studio, Studio Madhouse. Yep, it's uh, a good one. Directed by Takeshi Koiki. And uh, this is... Double check in here. Definitely not just looking at this on my phone as we talk about it. He <laughs> has done uh, some other stuff in the past. He's more recently done some of uh, the last three. He's recently done three Loop in the Third movies, which is uh, Jiggins Gravestone, Gumon Ishiwaki Spray of Blood. What the oh. fuck? And Fujiko Mines. Or Mine's lie. Uh, other than that, he has done mostly just uh, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mostly just a, a a TV director. But yeah, so Madhouse for the main thing, and other than that, just uh, yeah. Then then this. So it was pretty good. They had a very good. Uh, voice acting cast for the English dub, which which is what we watched. Very very good. Uh, two br- two big names is that uh, the, uh, the the big secondary character, his his mob connection mechanic, is whose name is Frisbee, is played by Liam O'Brien, who is the a man, the myth. who's a who's a big name in voice acting. Uh, Sam Regal's in there. He's uh, the guy that plays Shiro Emiya in. In the fate stuff, as well as a bunch of other things. And then the main and the main guy is uh, what the hell was his name? Patrick Seitz, S E I T Z. Patrick Seitz, who is another really big name in the voice acting community. And, He's done a shit ton of stuff. And my personal favorite uh, English voice actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't know how to pronounce his first name because I assume it's Jameson. But it looks like Jamieson. Oh yeah, J- uh, J- Jameson, Jameson Price. Price. Uh, voice actor in such things as uh, um, as every show you ever heard. Yeah, of. right. Kirei Kotamine and Fate Stay Night. Yep. Fate Zero's writer. We got Garen from League of Legends. <laughs> We've got literally ev- Mr. Satan from uh, uh, Dragon Ball Super. Like this mm-hmm. man. Does all the things. Yep, yep. And I love He's him. always a side character in, in like everything. Someday he'll be a main character. Yeah, someday. We 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 believe in you. Yeah, Jameson. Jameson, you'll you'll get that lead role someday. Jameson, come on our podcast. Let us compliment you in person. Holy <laughs> shit, bro! Please. Oh, that would be a dream. I got Urko who just fanboyed the hardest. <laughs> I would wonderful. Cry. I would cry. Uh, but yeah, but I I remember budget for this movie was like thirty mil. Looks like it. Yeah, I think. It, I think <laughs> again, just like your name, I think a lot of it went to visuals. Just, just like, just like, commit all the budget to the visuals. Yep. Because this show looks incredible. Uh, do we want to like do pros and cons at all, or just like? Sure. I like okay. that. Uh, you want to go first, or should I? Yeah, sure. You go. You go for it, man. All right. All right. I'm going. I'm sure you got more to say about this show because you you fucking love oh, this show. I love it so much. Um, I'm gonna eat a Triscuit in the background. Consume. Hey Triscuit, if you want to sponsor us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please I'm, reach I, out. I pimp it. If you if you want uh, us to just crunch some Triscuits directly into this microphone. Wait. Yeah, get some good crunch. There it is. You came for anime. You got ASMR. Um. So. My pros for this movie. So I'm I'm a big action anime guy, as mm-hmm. I've said before. Um, and it's cool that we're talking about your name because your name was really the first um, anime. You know, it's slice a of life drama kind of thing. Yeah, it was the it was the first <clears throat> non action um, anime uh, or animated film that I have ever really like gotten into a lot. Um, but this, this is my, this is my bread and butter. Yeah. It's just screaming nonstop action, visual pleasure, uh, you know, <clears throat> ridiculousness the whole time. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's everything, it's everything I love about mech animes, uh, in a non-mech anime, you know, um, which I can't even say there's, there's mechs in it, but you know, it's not like focused on it. Um, but 
You know, no, no. If if Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> could be a mech anime, I'm gonna count this as a mech anime. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so like, uh, I love the fact that um, to draw some more parallels between the mech animes that I like, it it truly uh, each vehicle and each racer is completely different from the other ones. Mm-hmm. There's no like. There's no none of the vehicles even seem like remotely that similar, mm-hmm. um, and I really, really love that. Uh, I love the fact that like uh, it just looks like a hodgepodge of ridiculousness when they're all like together moving yeah. down the track and like everybody's got their individual strengths and weaknesses. Um, now, what is that? I feel like there's something else that does. That. I feel like that's is it something that. I don't think it's something that we've done for the show, but there's another, like, show or movie where, like, every, er everyone has their own, like, crazy, unique, either, like, uh, gimmick or car, and it's just this mash of crazy designs where each one's cool. Then I feel, well, it's that Mad Maxi kind of thing where... This could be horribly wrong, but is it Hunter x Hunter? There are definitely Hunter Hunter vibes. Okay. I don't know if that's what I was thinking of, but that's a super good comparison. Okay. Where like, uh, it's where everyone has their own unique kind of deal, and you just and you're really excited to see what everyone's different like flavor of car is. Oh yeah. Or flavor of power, L- like the like the guy who combines with his car, or the guy, or, or the guys who like have the spider car that they pedal with like bike pedals to make run. Yeah. And it's crazy shit. Yeah, I, I I love that that individuality feel. Um, oh, uh, I'll put this in the in the pros because I forgot to talk about it in the in the show <laughs> description. Um, one of my other fa- uh, favorite uh, voice actors who does um, Marcus Phoenix in um, uh, in Gears of War. Uh, which is John White uh, is in the movie. Uh, he's just one of the side ca- characters. I'm kind of it's Lynchman. Uh, I'm kind of sad that uh, he doesn't have more lines, just because I love him as a voice actor and I love all the stuff he does. Um, but yeah, that's another big pro for me. Two sure. two of my favorite uh, voice actors. And two in the of section. my favorite voice actors. Yeah. Can't complain. Nope. Um, <clears throat> the voice acting in this was just super soft. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that anyone had like a weak performance. Absolutely, yeah, I, I super agree. Was re- I was really impressed. Yeah. With it. Um, other other pros. Uh, I really just really love the the color palette. Yeah. It's so vibrant and like. Uh, it's eye candy. Yeah, it's it's very. That's what this whole movie is. I mean, it's all just like very visually pleasing and like a lot of visual stimulus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, it's so hard for me to kind of talk about the pros to the movie, I guess, because my pro is that the movie is awesome. Uh, it's hard for me to explain why I love it because like, it's, it's just so like, it's such a simple reason that I love it. Right. It's because it's, it's dope ass, original cars, super good voice acting, insane visuals. That's like, man, you don't have to have complex reasons to like something. Right? And it's this just... It's just a bowl of your favorite ice cream. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Nothing, nothing crazier than that. It's just a bowl of something yeah. that you love. No, no toppings, no nuts. Just like the best chocolate ice cream I could eat. Yeah, man. Uh, and I and I love. Uh, that's kind of like this is like one of those guilty pleasure shows. Like, yeah, I don't need to. I could turn my brain off and go like, "Hey, that's a cool car." Yeah, <laughs> like car explosion titties. Yeah, car explosions and titties. Uh, I can just there kind are of, titties. Fair warning. Yeah, fair warning. If, if, if you're what don't want, this is not the one to watch with your kid, brother, or sister. Yeah. Yeah, because there are like uh, titties and cussing. Yeah, and titties and cussing, and drug use. Is there drug use? The <clears throat> mob boss, gumming cocaine. Yes. Yes. Aggressively. Well, you can tell them it's sugar. <laughs> yeah, he just loves. But then you got your little brother going into the cupboard, gumming rubbering, sugar. rubbing. Grinding away his gums with sugar. That seems bad. That seems funny. That seems really funny. That's fair. Uh, I, I mean, as, only children. Yeah, I was going to say, as, as we are both only children, I think we can 
Definitely advise Safely that say, just, like, uh, hurt, hurt your sibling. Hurt them. Yeah, make sure they feel pain. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Sounds good. It's, it's nothing too fancy. It's just very visually and very visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I cool. enjoy it. Um, for the cons... I should have thought harder about the cons because I truly, um, the middle of the the show <clears throat> does have a handful of moments where I feel like it's just kind of like a well we feel like we have to throw in some plot <clears throat> so like here's some plot I guess mm-hmm. uh, because at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and at points with um, Sanashi, the girl that JP likes and ends the race with, um, you get these little flashbacks that kind of like allude to uh, like what's kind of happening. Um, that, that they might have met before. Yeah, that they might have met before. There's some stuff with... But they never actually like confirmed that for real. They just mm-hmm. like kind of let it ride. Yeah. And I, I liked that they, uh, for a while, they chose to keep the story, like, vague. Mm-hmm. It was really cool during during the yellow line race at the opening of the movie um, when JP's racing and then you cut to the scene with the, the cocaine-gumming drug yep. lord and Frisbee and they're, like, talking about all this shady stuff and you're like, I don't really know what's going on, mm-hmm. but, like, your brain is working and you're thinking about it and you see... Uh, you see that Frisbee's got the detonator and you see the bomb on the car and you're putting things together. And I, I really like that, like, mm-hmm. super subtle, uh, you know, storytelling stuff. Um, and then in the middle, it's just kind of like, well, we need to connect these plots, I guess. Yeah. We're going to shove some stuff in your face. <clears throat> um, granted, it's not, like, terrible by, all, by any means. I, I just would have liked to see even more of that, like, very... Like subtle storytelling yeah, enough that like while your while your mind and eyes are being yeah. annihilated by these visuals, you're also like concocting yeah, like exactly. what's the backstory of these people? Who are they? Why are they doing what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that kind of relates to my thing in that I feel like at the I feel like at the end of the movie that they just kind of gave up on storytelling <laughs> because yeah. like uh, there are lots of unresolved. Threads. There's like still like a like a crazy bioweapon and like two crazy bioweapons. Two bioweapons like like running rampant, fighting each other, and like a like a fucking kaiju punch them out. Mm. There are uh, we still don't know if like this girl is the is the guy from his past from JP's past. It's very heavily hinted, but like. That doesn't get, really get resolved. We don't find out, like, what happened to the armies that were chasing them. It just... They just win the race, they smooch, and then the word love comes on the screen. <laughs> yep. And then credits roll. And it just... And, like, I get they were just trying to, like, end it on an insane adrenaline high. But it kind But it, it ended up feeling a little rushed for me. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were like, uh, uh, let's just fucking finish this up, whatever. Just call it, it, it end. He won. And then... <laughs> he won. He wins. It's and, done. <laughs> and then just expecting us to have forgotten or to not care. And, and if you ask me to not care, then, like, I don't think that's a reasonable ask for stuff that you spend as much time on as, like race-altering bioweapons and that kind of stuff that yeah. are still, like, trying to kill them. And, and, like, an entire military swooping down on them to attempt to, like, kill them. They definitely, It definitely feels like they brush off, like, um, like super plot-altering <clears throat> crazy stuff as just, like, little side things yeah. that affect the race. Like, that, that bioweapon <clears throat> could have easily just been, like, some traps or something yeah, yeah, like exactly. it doesn't like you get past that like, section like, of the... like like a missile defense system yeah. or something you get so them isn't like still actively rampaging yeah you get past that section of the track and then it just doesn't matter anymore. yeah yeah because that's what you tried to pass it off as yeah you try to pass it off as as a plot element that was only relevant while it was on the screen and it but that's not true it's not what it is so i don't know i thought that was i thought mm. I thought some of their handling of that was kind of weak, but apart from that, Urkel covered my other cons. I thought, 
I had one more con actually that I completely forgot about, uh, and this is this is literally just a tiny nitpicky thing, yeah. and it, it's two of them that go together. And I talked to you about it when we were watching it. Um, cigarettes in <laughs> anime. Okay, yeah, this is an anime critique. Why anime makers listen? Yeah, why is it? That you feel the need to take every edgy character that smokes cigarettes and always make it so they don't know how to take care of a pack of cigarettes. True. Every time you see a character, like an edgy character smoke a cigarette in an anime, the cigarette is crinkled or like busted and like the pack is just like in a wad in their pocket. (laughs) have, Have you ever met another human being that like keeps a pack of smokes like that because i sure as kevin sure like, it's it's uh re- i no please no and this then is, this is on the level of of hair is not transparent i can't see the ooh <laughs> yeah 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 no good uh this is then, this is your soapbox my dude yeah let it out and then secondly you see jp uh, and a lot of these, like, more edgy characters as, like... Most smoking characters in yeah, anime. Yeah, just smoking characters in general. The other pet peeve I have, uh, which could just be because I'm a broke college student, but also because, like, I know people that smoke cigarettes. They all just smoke half a cigarette and yep. then throw it away. So, like, the next time you watch an anime with somebody who smokes in it, just look at the ashtray in any scene... And you'll see that, like, 90% of the cigarettes in there still <laughs> yeah. have, like, over a quarter of the smoke on them. Like, yeah. uh, what? Are you made of gold? Like, well, Maybe they're future cigarettes that are, like, dirt cheap. Oh, I guess. Like, I suppose when you run into things like there's entire planets that are subjugated to grow tobacco. Yeah. You can yeah, probably yeah, I was get about a packet. I was actually about to say, how many other places grow tobacco? That feels like... First off, that ha- or like had the same crop. Oh yeah, Jesus. <laughs> is that is that an exclusive Earth thing, or is this or is this like space tobacco? The space tobacco, <laughs> elf grass. <laughs> elf that's grass. That's definitely a weed strain. Uh, yes. I am it, almost it's, convinced it's, of this. It's, it's a, a joke name for weed and D D. Is it? But yeah. Elf Got grass. it. Okay. But well, no. I am the most fucking clueless. <laughs> that was that's just like one of my pet peeves from anime in general and because The Devil's Lettuce yes. is, is my favorite. There you go. The wacky tobacco. The wa- a jazz cigarette. A left-handed cigarette I as well. A jazz cigarette. Understandable. Uh that sticky icky. The sticky icky. Sticky icky. Yes. Um but anyway. Uh, so to get to my actual specific critique of this show, uh, and of some shows that just don't know mm-hmm. how compressed oxygen works in a hospital setting, um, you can't smoke when you have an oxygen line in. Nope. That's uh, very flammable. Yeah, cause, because compressed oxygen is like one of the it's like Mm -hmm. the most flammable thing yeah remember guys what you're breathing is not just o2 right now yeah you are breathing mostly nitrogen yeah with like and then i think secondary oxygen and then some co2 and then some trace chemicals yep it's like 70 percent of the air that you're breathing is not oxygen it's air which again mostly nitrogen so so there's a scene where jp's in the hospital and he has uh, some, and, and he's like hooked up to an oxygen thing because after his car literally explodes at him doing 200 miles an hour, <laughs> flips ash over tea kettle about 58 times and annihilates the car, he walks out with a broken arm and, and that's it. And I think a broken leg. Is it a broken leg? I, he's got like a, a knee down cast. Oh, got it. Sorry. Oh, twice the amount of injury. Yeah. That is not death, which it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That itself was a pretty crazy ask for me to believe, but that's not yeah. here or there. He's just like, he's just smoking. He's, he's pulled. He's got a full ashtray next to him, and like he'd have blown his ass up. He would if have. He would have done that. Yeah. But that's that's my final critique. Sure. So. And although, uh, as we literally just said, after his car exploded and he walked out with a broken arm and leg, we complain about the realism of smoking yeah. next to an oxygen. I mean, like, that's where we draw the yeah. line. I mean, it's, it's plot armor versus like maybe you should 
do your research. Yeah, yeah, I guess. okay. Like, because, like, you know, you there's no there's no coolness factor. Uh, there's less of a coolness factor for him smoking in the hospital versus going through a fiery crash and yeah. surviving. Yeah. So, like, there's there's no reason they couldn't just, like, not have him yeah. smoke in the hospital. But I want on Jim just ripping on a jewel pod. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got his vape. Hello, this is 09, which vaping wasn't a big thing yet. That was 11 years ago. Oh, stop. I'm so fucking old. How old were you in 09? Oh, uh, 12. Maybe 13. Middle school? Yeah. Age, yeah. Middle school age. Just had my golden birthday the year before. Ooh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, I would have been like either a ninth, eighth or ninth grader. Something like that. Yeah. So you're what, two years old? Maybe? I'm 24 turning 25 this year. Okay, yeah, because I'm 22 turning 23. Got so, it. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Let's just... No, no, fuck this show. We're going we gonna to talk about middle school <laughs> in the rest of this podcast. Oh, man. You remember school. your first crush in middle school? Yeah. And But, like... You didn't have effective ways of communicating. Oh God, it was them. awful. I I had a crush on possibly the nerdiest girl in the entire school, uh, maybe second only to my actual fiance right now. Do I do I know? Did I know her? Yeah, because she's my first girlfriend, and uh, we dated for like a month, which consisted of uh, like talking sometimes at lunch, and that yes, was about it. Yes, the middle school <laughs> it was, dating. It was the Fucking of no thing. communication once the relationship yeah, begins. And we were just so nervous. Relationship like, after in name a, only. After a month, most of us were like, "Why? Why are we doing yes. this?" <laughs> oh my god! I had a, I had many of those. Uh, <laughs> the one I remember, her name was Ashley. It was in a. She she doesn't go. She she didn't go here anymore. But this was. It, it had to have only been like. Like two weeks at at the <laughs> most, and we, and all we did was sit next to each other during lunch. I think that nope. was that was the extent of the relationship. Oh yeah, and it's then the I would scene. occasionally text her. Yep. Man, my dating life was fucked in in like middle and high school. Hey man, but you're married now, and I'm really married too. You We're, are gonna we be. We made it. We made it. We made it. I don't know why they're with me. <laughs> I don't know how us. we did it. They? But we, we fucking made it. My Absolutely. Guy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, All right. So did you <laughs> back to red line, I guess. Uh, did we, did you have I we should did, have a nostal we should have like a nostalgia cast yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's like be a fucking nice. you know, like like all this weeb shit. Yeah. We <laughs> take dude, I bet I bet nerds listen to this. True. I bet they do. I bet nerds listen to this podcast. Just like me. Fuck nerds. Oh right. what? Audience. You're right. You're right. You obviously know those are my true feelings, audience. Yeah. <laughs> episode, he's like, hates nerds. episode like twelve of Bogota guy. This guy hates fuck nerds. weebs and nerds. I hate them. <laughs> oh, if you're an otaku. Anime's for nerds. Uh, oh, Lame. Oh fuck you. Gro- oh, f- oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> I'm just actually the worst. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that was the best thing that I could is... come up with. Oh. It just makes it sound like you're trying to, like, hit the racist Chinese accent. Like, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. All right. But idea. I can't go on. Idea for a Leave dis- me by the wayside. <laughs> All right, <laughs> reeling it in. Okay. But one last thing for the for an idea for the nostalgia cast, yeah. and you people out there, let us know if you think this would be cool. Uh, we just take like two of our favorite animes each, and then we talk a little bit about why we liked them, and then we talk about mm-hmm. where we were in life when we watched well, those animes. Like, oh, that'll be a off the fucking take a trip down memory lane for yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that was just an I'm idea. usually pretty good about associating certain like media with certain locations. Do you ever do that? Where, where like when I watch a show, I I'd be like, oh, I was sitting at this gas station 
like this happens to me a lot when I do audiobooks. Like I can picture. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can picture the road that I was driving on when I was listening to this audiobook. Yeah, um, that happens a lot for me in in music and food. Okay. Uh, those are my two things that I get that a lot on, um, especially with food. Like if I taste something that I've only had like a couple of times, I can like vividly remember where I was sure. when I had that last. Um, but yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. So I think. Uh, you said your cons were covered by me. Yeah. Um, do you have any pros that I missed? No, man. Not uh, overly much. I think this show was uh, w- was simple, but not simplistic. There was a lot. There was a lot of hidden complexity mm-hmm. in, in the execution of it. I think they, they, they tried very hard to achieve the look they were going for, and they were able to actually achieve it, which is cool. And so uh, I think you hit everything that I liked about it, which is just, it's just uh, candy. It's just eye candy. And Easily. it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should talk a smidge about animation and do art corner and stuff. Yeah, as that is, you know, most of the show. Here. Uh, yeah, animation in this guy oh. is like 90% of the appeal of it. We keep, we, we keep talking about the visual spectacle, but let me try to describe the visuals to you. So th- they, so the makers of Redline uh, wanted to try to make things jump out at you as much as possible. They had, yeah. there were always, uh, no, sorry. I completely fucked up how I want to describe that. So, the so in each scene normally you have a a quote unquote focal point of what's happening there yep. are, there's one thing that 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 people want you that the makers want you to look at and so they kind of usually it's like a character talking or like a fight happening in the foreground something like that and so they'll draw and so they'll use various techniques to try to draw your eye to that, because that's what you want to naturally look at anyways. Yeah. But this, uh, in many scenes, there is not a single focal point. There's many, which adds to the feeling of overwhelmingness and, and chaos and just like, whoa, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. Because because uh, your eye wants to look everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. Because there's uh, important sometimes plot important stuff happening on different parts of the screen than than like what the main storyline is happening on there's mm-hmm. uh there's even even if it's not like plot important stuff there's like two aliens dancing in the back where well there's a fish in the foreground and two guys are talking and there's a plate of food and I just want I just don't know what to look at most of the time which which obviously was intentional and I liked it a lot it I thought it was a really good way to convey the the idea of just overwhelmingness because this was a show that's meant to feel like it's almost too much to take in. Absolutely. That that was the goal of it, and they achieved it well. And most of it was through visual storytelling, and I I thought that was very good. Use of bright colors helped too. B- bright colors really just like shock those neurons up, make make you feel like already on edge so uh, i didn't really get a chance to to do like any color wheel analysis or anything but uh the way they played with colors i don't know if it was because they use contrasting things or complementary but just a wide variety of spec of of colors inside of their color palette they had a very Mm -hmm. very large color palette yeah just to, to serve as individual people identifiers uh Thing, uh, event signifiers like when something important's happening, they'll like uh, start to like just crank the saturation up on something, just yeah. get it closer and closer to white. Like when someone like 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 when JP yeets the nitro into the engine, the, the uh, colors start to like get more and more and more intense. Yeah, we have the, we we have the guy. Who at the end when he engages Omega Super Nitro, it, like everything was glowing blue. Yeah, he gets like blue fire. And uh-huh. It's like really vibrant. Yeah. Um, I think when when you're talking about the colors, I think the biggest thing that I noticed was that there, the if I could uh, d- 
describe the color palette in one word, it would be uncompressed. Yeah. Um, it, it truly is uh, all the way from the brightest of whites to the darkest of blacks. Yeah. And everything in between <clears throat> in the movie. Yeah. I, I did not... Uh, colors also did a little bit of storytelling in the fact that when the colors got bright, that meant something important was happening. I know I, I went into this a little bit, but like mm. even when we, were, when we were talking about the uh, two big action scenes, action moments of the movie, which yep. are yellow line and red line, yep. uh, the, the, the color palettes in both those places were like, um, yellow line was like a bright white desert Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of like yellows and, and and the crazy cars and looking like Tatooine got just like jizzed on by a rainbow. <laughs> you know, like, like like that like that that, that kind of vibe. And yeah, I mean, absolutely, exactly that. Yeah, and <laughs> and then and then during the middle section, we basically get get placed on like muted blue world which is a which are just like dark silvers and uh, m- other muted blues things like that and that was the chill part that was the part where they were trying to like tell you the story and and they're almost visually telling you like this is your time to take a break this is your time to like relax we're gonna give you clear focal points on the screen this is like we're gonna we're going to slip back into what could be considered a lot more of like a traditional animation style. And then finally, when Redline kicks up, we have like teleporting space princesses and, and, and this like muted blue landscape suddenly gets superseded by a literal spaceship that drops red everywhere. That's the indicator the race has begun, that we've spray painted this insane red color which which is just little words that say red line mm-hmm. all put together to to create the finish line that was mm-hmm. like this point that the race has begun storytelling wise that makes sense we've inserted it it's almost like we've taken this boring place and we've gone the action is beginning i'm spray painting your attention onto the screen now. yeah absolutely and it, it it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense for the for the sections of the movie. You can clearly tell what the three segments of this movie are. Yeah. And I think they did a good job with that. And it, it had to be purposeful. There's no yeah. way that was accidental. And I mean that's a that's a really good analysis analysis of that. Like I never thought of it, but as soon as you started explaining it, yeah, the the color palette change really denotes the three different sections of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Even like Funky Boy, Funky Boy is electric yellow. Yeah. He is the brightest fucking chartreuse safety vest yellow yeah. you've ever seen. And it's cool because in that scene, like the Robo World is kind of like this, you know, cyber uh, yep. craziness that's kind of like Tron esque yep. almost. Um, but the part that where Funky Boy comes out is they're just in this big, open, rocky crater area. And then Funky Boy comes out and just starts blowing shit up. Yep. And because they're just, like, on the surface of the planet and it's, like, a singular color and, like, rocky, like, the chartreuse safety yeah. vest color of of Funky Boy really just, like, is assaulting on yeah. your vision compared to the background. Exactly. But then at the same time, it's not like they just give you that. Because then you also have these, these like, hot... Uh, blues and reds of the other race cars like yeah. going around Funky Boy and of course they're really small for scale yeah. but like you can but but like again you just feel overwhelmed because you're like I, I see this giant thing but like what are the what are the race cars doing and I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to focus on right now mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. and it's crazy yeah that's I love it all the colors uh, <laughs> but yeah I'm not again I don't I, I'm not good enough at animation and art to like uh, describe anything else but that the, those were the vibes that I that I was getting from it. That was def- that was definitely a good description of it. Cool, man. Uh, you want to hit us with some music and then we'll yeah do a rap ski. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start with something that I realized recently that I should have been doing for all of these shows. Ah, uh, which look is, up the song. Uh, uh, no, which is actually credit the people that yeah. wrote the songs. Ah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the film was scored by uh, James. Uh, Simoji, 
uh, I think is really? how, how you pronounce that. Yeah. And that that just sounds like an English name. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's definitely an English name with a, a not. Because this was original. This was first subbed and then translated over to a dub, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting that they got in. They got an American to do it. Or maybe it's not weird, and we just haven't noticed that a bunch of Americans do Japanese Fair. Uh, scores. Whichever. Um, it was released under the, the GBC label uh, on October 6th of 2010. Mm. Uh, it contains, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good info. It contains 42 mm. different tracks. Whoa! Granted, uh, most of, like, I'd say half of them are under a minute, uh, and then another quarter are under two. Uh, but, like, some of them are, like, six or, six or five minutes long. Um, and... Uh, if I could describe uh, the music in this movie, like I'll, I'll describe it really succinctly and then kind of break it down a little bit more. Um, every edgy PlayStation Two game you've ever played, I... it is it is uh, all of the music in this uh, in this movie uh, is a combination of like. Uh, like danceable house music and really stripped down drum and bass. Sure. I had a hard, Uh, just thinking back, I actually almost, some of the music felt, felt like overwhelmed by the vision, by everything else. I had a hard time processing a lot of the music for me. A lot of the, um, a lot of the music other than the, the red line and yellow line, uh, line theme music, um, are, (coughs) Are very like muted. Mm-hmm. They're very just like you're you're lo- watching what's happening on the screen, and then like you don't even notice there's music until you hear like that one crash symbol, and then you're like, oh hey, there's music yeah. behind this, and you get into it. Um, but it's it's a lot of like this like really fast paced like energetic uh, driving uh, house. So you're like four on the floor kind of like mm-hmm. like like that's a lot a lot of that uh and then like sometimes they'll get into this like you know kind of breakbeat kind of drum and bass stuff um which i think is super cool uh a because i'm a huge drum and bass fan and b because uh i i recognize this style of music from a lot of like the the really crazy racing mm-hmm. games I played on PS2. Sure. Uh, like I had, and on N64, uh, I had like uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, like crazy Mario. racing games. Yeah. Um, but I had I had different racing games. I can't remember the names at all right now. Sure. To be completely honest, um, but they, you know, they're a lot like this. It's space, fast, you know, techno future, mm-hmm. like. Uh, it's definitely got that uh, that vibe of what um, people thought like futuristic stuff should be in like the two thousands. Yeah, um, it, it's got that like driving techno because because mm-hmm. people are like you know the future is just going to be electronic music, so here's just electronic mm-hmm. music, and that means future. That that's kind of like lessened now because uh, electronic music is now just now. So like it's yeah. not futuristic uh, anymore. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, but you still associate you know I mean? l- l- like heavy synth with True. like a few. True. I, I don't think that's gone out of culture yet. True. I like. I feel like it's it's lessened, but not okay. like. Uh, uh, You're the expert, like, man. Completely gone. Um, I mean, a good examples of the fact that it's not completely gone, obviously, are like the newer, um, uh, like the new. What's it called? Blade Runner movie. Yeah, okay. You know, but the original was very well known for its, like, synthwave stuff. Uh, but anyway, back to the music of the the, the movie. Uh, it is, like, very... Uh, it's energetic, but very basic. They don't want to distract you yeah. uh, from what's happening on the screen because, like, the visuals are so over the top that it, it really just needs some, like, really basic and kind of driving... Uh, beats and synths behind what's going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have uh, the red line theme, which is the closest thing to uh, an opening theme that this uh, movie has, uh, which has some vocals in it, unlike most of the songs in the rest of the show. Um, 
I mean, the vocals are literally just them saying red line. Um, <laughs> but it's like super upbeat and bright and sparkly, like like all of the sure. like a lot of the like crazy visuals, especially at the end, like you're saying with like the bright chartreuse of the funky boy and like the the bright reds of the the finish line and the crazy magic from the magic world. Um, like <clears throat> the music for the red line theme is very much so like simple drums and bass to fill up the low low frequencies and then just so much mid and high frequency like just sparkly synths the the vocals are like mid mid high like the 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 all the synth pads are like really bright and like it's very just like in your face sure. uh sound that kind of goes along really well with a lot of the visuals like during the red line theme um the second time we hear it uh there's uh like there's just like this whole crowd of people just like dancing and getting hyped <laughs> yeah. for red line to start and it just goes so well like with the this like really driving like four on the floor beat kind of mm-hmm. like uh sparkly synth stuff goes well with this whole crowd of like colorful aliens going fucking insane yeah yeah uh to it like it's it's very it's very futury it's it's very uh, like it definitely puts you in the excited mood for red line to start mm-hmm. it's it's interesting too with those aliens because uh it feels kind of like uh the audience and the people who aren't in the red line race itself are almost like set pieces in and of themselves absolutely like uh not very much not expected for us to believe that they're like real people who want to watch it they are just there as the people watching red line and which is why like because never has there or will there ever be a stadium full of people going that ape shit for any event like True. but this isn't about that it's about it's about this set piece being used to create excitement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's that's a really interesting take on that. I really like that because it's it's like it's super not like you said. It's super not realistic for like a, just a bunch no, of people yeah. in a stadium to get that hyped. But they're not people. They're yeah. They're aliens. They're just colorful things. Yeah. It's just colorful th- more things getting... that we can put and move on the screen. Wow. Oh. A really deep analysis there. I really like that. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, well, those set pieces work really well. They do. That, that crazy, beautiful, or that, that crazy, futuristic, sparkly synth drum and bass house stuff. Yeah, I agree. Buzzwords. You know, <laughs> like, you know. That was actually just me saying like, machine uh, learning, yeah. <laughs> uh, te- teraflops, <laughs> blockchain. <laughs> just all of, all of the buzzwords. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my take on the music. Yeah. Like you said, the music is really subtle for a lot of it. It's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. play like a huge role, no, really, yeah. in the movie other than that that theme song. It's so, yeah. it's used to fill, and some if if any of the empty space that's left over between like the racing cars yeah. and, and, and and screaming people. It, if there's any downtime in there, we have some nice yeah. we have some nice energetic music to keep the fucking flow going for yep. two seconds. Yeah. It definitely is that thing that never lets you come down. Yep. If there was ever a point where you could come down, this is like, nope. Nope. Right back up. It, it, it keeps you going until the next giant spike. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. That... I think in the end, I can, we can, we can, uh, I can say I recommend this. I think, oh, absolutely. I think Urkel's opinion is much more controversial. I think... <laughs> You, I, it's been very clear with this podcast that you just hate this uh, fucking movie. It's just a fucking garbage. <laughs> Ugh, no, no plot. Fucking zero thought. Pile of childish garbage. No, man. but it's I'm like... If you just want... I mean, if if you're gonna, like, uh, swill your glass of Chardonnay and look for purpose in the universe... <laughs> this is th- not th- th- This show. isn't the one for you, but just, like... Uh, I think part of the reason why I started to get nostalgic with this is, like, we both started watching anime for uh, not the reason that it it was a beautiful form of expressive media that could tell stories that weren't possible through live-action stuff. We were like, 
the fighting and the punching, yes. the explosions. You don't you don't pick up Naruto for the plot. You no, know, no, 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 no. You don't that, pick that's up. why it's very common to have like this is how you watch Naruto with cutting out all the filler. Yeah. <laughs> like that like mm-hmm. there are like full subreddits. Like this is these are episodes you watch to just watch the main plot line of Naruto. Yep. And and just say like fuck all the external stuff. Yeah. 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 So in the end, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of yeahs in a row. I like it. All right. And so, my salsa heroes. Yes. My yeah. Tomato boys. My uh, saucy spaghettios. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh. Adieu, arrivederci, and farewell. Alvidersen. I'll divide uh, so I feel long. Farewell. Farewell. I'll be there saying copyright. <laughs>